Hey, Jay. How are you? It's Chris. I just went to your uh, website, 10goldenrules.com, and downloaded your podcast on my iPhone, and I was listening to, uh, to your podcast. That was very cool. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Talk to you soon. Welcome to episode number three of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast, the Affiliate Summit Miami edition. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time this podcast finds you, I want to talk to you about a great week we had at Affiliate Summit. And coming up in the show, we'll, we'll play a great interview we had with Jeremy Palmer, author of High Performance Affiliate Marketing and owner of the website quityourdayjob.com. Jeremy's got a great story about how he was working back in 2003 and going paycheck to paycheck and made over a million dollars last year after he quit his day job. We'll have our Live from the Blog segment and the team at 10 Golden Rules will chip in with uh, what they've been talking about. What's Hot is a segment where we're going to look at the 10 critical strategies for successful online marketing with Web 2.0 websites and technologies. And we've got one other short interview from the f some folks I met at Affiliate Summit. And we'll wrap up with a great summertime song from Butter Versus. The message I played at the start of this podcast came from a good friend of TGR, Chris Fautou. And Chris went to 10goldenrules.com on his new iPhone and pulled up the podcast, and I thought that was really cool. It kind of raises a new question, though. Are we going to have to start calling these phone casts or iCasts with a half a million iPhones out there? I definitely want you to participate in future 10 Golden Rules podcasts by sending in comments and questions, just like Chris did. Please send your comments and questions by email to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use the call-in line like Chris did. The number is 206-888-6606. It's just like calling a voicemail. It's really simple. Leave a message. The system will digitize your voice, and I'll play it for you next week. Once again, that number is 206-888-6606. Silverpop is a leading provider of permission-based email marketing solutions, offering sophisticated and powerful products tailored to each client's unique needs. Silverpop is your partner for email marketing success. Please visit www.silverpop.com for a free product demonstration. Well, to start out, I'd like to break down some of the things that happened this week at Affiliate Summit. Uh, we were there Sunday through Tuesday, and we spent some time with a number of great friends, including a great dinner with the folks from Commission Junction, Tom Arnold and Kerry Pollard. If you ever get a chance to go down to Barton G's in Miami, it's one of the most amazing, fun presentations of food you'll ever see. Now, here's a couple of the top themes that I saw coming out of the show. The first one was called Acceleration Anxiety. Zay Frank was the keynote speaker the first night, 
and he talked about acceleration anxiety basically a problem people are having with the incredible amount of things that are, are coming up the incredible amount of tools that are available to us as internet marketers and it's definitely something that that I sense uh, on and on and my, my personal solution is just to pick a couple things that you can do well jump in think back to the first time you, you started email or the first time you used a computer and it seemed very intimidating but after you did it five or ten times you could open those emails and maybe even learn to attach messages and pictures and stuff like that and we got into it so to get over acceleration anxiety just jump in and get in there and just know that everybody else is just afraid of the incredible speed of acceleration as you are the second theme um, re revolved around a number of areas of search one of the interesting things about the show is, is there's a bunch of top affiliates those are people who drive traffic to websites in exchange for a finders fee or a percentage of the sale and a number of top affiliates are pay-per-click experts pay-per-click search and a lot of the pay-per-click guys were saying they heard at the show that natural search was really hot and a lot of the natural search guys were saying they heard pay-per-click was really hot so clearly search remains one of the hot industries in internet marketing and in specifically affiliate marketing now another question that came up around search was from the advertiser side and a question that a number of advertisers were always trying to answer is do they allow affiliates to bid against them in pay-per-click search and one smart marketer I spoke with had a really good solution he doesn't allow any affiliates to compete with him on his general program but he has identified three to four select search experts that he allows to do pay-per-click marketing this means there's not too much competition but there's three or four guys who are really really good at pay-per-click who are driving traffic to his website and another search related um, um, trend that I identified was around the area of quality score recently Google introduced a new term called quality score that will affect where your ads are placed in pay-per-click now a common misunderstanding about Google pay-per-click is that your ads will be placed based on how much you bid so for example if you bid the most money you'll be in position number one on the paid ads but that's not the case there's a, a, a an algorithm that's based on at least three different things number one how much you bid probably makes up about fifty percent of your placement number two is your click rate your click-through rate the percentage of people who see your ad and click on your ad and I would guess that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty to forty percent of the results but a new term called quality score where Google is actually measuring the landing page that you're sending your ads to is is making up the remaining portion of the calculation as to where your ad gets placed so a number of affiliates are working on improving their landing pages adding the keyword phrases that are in the, the phrases they're bidding on to the actual words on the landing page and building a landing page much like a natural search engine optimization page and this is one of the areas a number of guys are focusing on and the final area or the final theme I, I recognized at the show was the theme of long tail I heard an amazing stat online shoe retailer Zappos.com has over 800,000 SKUs or styles and brands of shoes on the website with that many different kinds of shoes this presents a great opportunity for affiliates to target long tail terms now we'll talk a little bit more about long tail in, in the 10 tips segment 
but basically that that's thousands and thousands of keywords that each get a few searches a day versus going out and trying to compete for main broad keyword phrases like shoes or sneakers. I received a great question this week from April Kandel, and she's a student at Florida University. And her question, oh sorry, Florida State University. She's majoring in communications and she has an emphasis in advertising. She says she's an upcoming senior with one year left of coursework and she's curious about the industry. She's wondering what agencies like 10 Golden Rules think about the future for up and coming professionals in the field. She's seeking information regarding what service do I think is most important to potential clients? What areas do I feel have the biggest growth potential? And what types of jobs or positions will be in high demand? Any other information I feel may be helpful to a student learning about advertising and marketing, she thanks me for my time and acknowledges my request. Now I sent April a reply, but I thought there might be a lot of students out there interested in my take on the situation. So overall, my, my position is that you just don't want to position your career against traditional advertising. The traditional agencies, for the most part, just don't get it. They want to bill 15% commission on TV ads, and TV is losing its effectiveness. The most desirable target audience these days is on the internet. They're playing games and they're skipping ads with TiVo, and TV is just on its way out. I believe the future is in integrated communications. Web, email newsletters, blogs, podcasts, Web 2.0, MySpace, YouTube, Twitter, Wikipedia, uh, all the new things that come up, and Second Life and other immersive experiences. The present is all about search engine marketing. There's over 43 billion searches conducted each month, and consumers are actively searching for products and services like never before. So I highly recommend that students get into the online game. Never before has a playing field been so level. Your blogger podcast has just as much opportunity to be seen or heard as a big agency. I received a note from Sarah Myers, who's a young videographer on Twitter today, and Sarah had a new video on Gizmodo that over had, had over 12,000 views in just the past hour. I'll put the link in the show notes. So the moral of the story is students should definitely start a blog. They should add some affiliate banners and some Google AdSense banners and learn how to generate traffic to their blog and some, make some money online. They should have a killer MySpace page or Facebook page or, or maybe both and they should use these applications to join the conversation. There's a, a new term out there called GQ or Google Quotient. If you don't have a decent Google Quotient, if I can't find you when I Google you, that's definitely one of the things I do before I interview a candidate. So if I can't find you on Google, you're definitely not playing in the new space. So April, overall, I would hop in into the internet marketing space. Just test out some things. Get that Facebook page up. Get a blog up. Start joining the conversation. And best of luck. And, and give us a call when you graduate. The next segment is called Live from the Blog. The team at 10 Golden Rules blogs about trends they're uncovering. Uh, and, and our blog is available on our homepage, 
10goldenrules.com and just click on the blog link. And you can also subscribe to the blog through FeedBurner and you'll get an email every time there's a new blog post or you can add it to your reader or RSS. So without further ado, here's the team from 10 Golden Rules. Hi, this is DJ. In the past, SEO has primarily been a male-driven industry. However, in a study released by ServiceRep.net during a recent internal audit of their clients, there was a surprising discovery. They found a 45% increase in females in their client registry and only a 10% increase among males. Way back when, in the beginning of the Internet itself, a black-rimmed glasses techno-geek persona prevailed. However, this world has made room for free-thinking and talented businesswomen who have taken the net by storm. Hi, this is Catherine. It's time for the second part of the top ten blog optimization tips. The first five tips were a little more simple than the tips I'm going to be presenting today. These tips are for the sophisticated blogger. Number six, blog categories. Create categories by separating the blog posts that are all fall under a certain keyword phrase and use a sticky post that is optimized for your main keyword phrase. Number seven, related post feeds. Create an internal feed that will show the titles of other relevant blog posts at the bottom of your current blog post. Number eight, web 2.0 widgets. Make it easy for your readers to share your blog posts by adding widgets to your blog for Technorati, Delicious, Dig, and other internet communities. Number nine, ping your blog. Let the search engines know that you've updated your blog by using Pingomatic, ping.ws, and Feedshot. Number 10, optimize your RSS feeds. Break up your feeds by category, latest comments, and comments by post, giving your readers the choice of how they want to receive your content. To get more blog optimization tips, check out the 10 Golden Rules blog at 10goldenrules.com. This is Jeff Novak with a follow-up to, to last week's podcast. I had said that Palm, when I uh, went to sign up for the My Palm program, had left a, a, a nasty word on their CAPTCHA when it was identifying my information. Well, shortly I had left, after left uh, the podcast, one of the directors of operations, I think is actually a customer service, personally called me on the phone and apologized for the mistake. Uh, apparently, he had either read the blog or listened to our podcast. If he's out there again, I'd like to say thank you. He was nice enough to say they uh, took care of the problem. It wasn't going to happen again. Uh, they understand the uniqueness of the situation. In fact, he was such a nice guy. Uh, they went so far as to send me a, a bag, a T-shirt, a uh, little rubber bouncing ball, and a water bottle as a you know, kind of thank you. So, again, customer service goes a long way. Palm, you've probably got me a, a client for life. Great job, guys. Hey, it's Margie. Here's something I thought was interesting this week. Recently, Nielsen Net Ratings announced they're changing their top metric from the traditional page views and unique visitors to a new system that calculates ranking based on the amount of time a visitor spends on a site and the number of sessions they create. They say the change is a response to shifts in visitor activity on websites due to elements like video and technology like Ajax. These result in more time spent on websites, but with fewer overall page views, creating a skew for the page views metric. So now the problem is sites like AOL and Yahoo get the highest rankings, apparently because of users spending millions of hours each day using their web-based instant messaging software. 
I would have expected to see YouTube, MySpace, Facebook, and other social media websites at the top. Seems to me the new metric is just as skewed as the old. I do agree that the amount of time spent on a site is an important factor, but I think this switch might be premature. Well, a big thank you to the team. They're doing a great job with the blogs and a great job uh, getting them into audio for us. Next up is an interview I conducted with a group just before the start of the keynote session on the second day of Affiliate Summit. We had an inter interesting collection from a couple of newbies to a couple of very experienced affiliate marketers. So here we go with uh, the interview. Well, good morning. It's the, the morning after the night before, and a lot of us were out at the various affiliate parties, and I'm at the breakfast, and I'm sitting here with uh, some interesting folks. Rob Glazer from Acceleration Partners in Boston, Jim Crimmins from uh, Traders Accounting in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and Evelyn Grazzini from Affiliate Classroom located in College Park. And I'm just going to ask one simple question. I'm going to ask, uh, come on, sit down, Michael. Michael Lang is going to join us from Internet Coast Media. And I'm going to ask everyone one simple question, and that is, um, what's the top thing you learned yesterday, and how are you going to apply it to your business? And before, before you start, just tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Um, let, I'll pass it over to Jim Crimmins first. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your business, and then one thing you learned and how you're going to apply it to your business. Good morning. I'm Jim Crimmins, uh, Traders Accounting. We are a small tax and accounting firm from Phoenix that specializes in uh, doing taxation and taxation strategies for active traders in the stock market. We've been around for about 10 years with the ups and downs in the market. Uh, I came here looking to try to more fully understand the affiliate business and how it could help our business. And the one thing I learned yesterday is this thing is one hell of a lot bigger than I thought it was. And I'm still trying to get my arms around it today. Uh, that's how I'm going to apply it, is to finally get my arms around this thing called affiliate marketing. Great. Thanks, Jim. Uh, let me go over to Rob Glazer from Acceleration Partners. Tell me a little bit about your business and um, one thing you learned yesterday and how you're going to apply it. Uh, yeah, we are a boutique consulting firm that works with early stage businesses who are looking to grow. That typically manifests in the form of helping them with fundraising, helping them with strategy, or helping them increase their revenues, which uh, is increasingly incorporating some sort of uh, affiliate marketing these days. Um, I also run a uh, affiliate site myself that does product and service reviews um, in a couple categories. What's what's the website address for your site? It's bobbysbest.com, B-O-B-B-Y-S, best.com. And uh, the goal of that site is kind of the anti-competitive shopping site. It's to try to do the research on very common products that people are looking for and pick one and say why that's the one. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned yesterday, uh, which was interesting, was in the PPC uh, session that I went to. I kind of gave up on the PPC about a year ago, uh, having gotten really burned by the content network and poor performance. And 
you know, just looking at and using other P- PPC, PPC pay being pay per click. Yeah. So the the paid ads on the right hand side of Google and the other search engines. Yeah, I've been mostly relying on organic traffic for my affiliate site, and again, having been kind of burned on the content network and a lot of my stuff showing up on made for AdSense sites and running through the budget. But well, the biggest thing was the tools are just a lot better now, and uh, you can go in and see words that are less competitive, and it seems like Google's really made some strides to make it work for you and give you the tools to see how it's working. Um, and actually, when I got back last night, I got to spend about three hours playing with it and doing new words and new campaigns and didn't go to sleep till very late. So I started applying that uh, as soon as I got back. Great. Thanks, Rob. Um, I'll go over to Evelyn now, and she's got a product called Affiliate Classroom. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and, and then one thing you learned yesterday. The Affiliate Classroom is a training, an online training uh, classroom setting to help affiliates be better affiliates and um, help them sell more of other people's products. So I think the most important thing I learned yesterday was all in the pay-per-click um, arena and it was not to be afraid to spend money to make money because a lot of people are spending thousands of dollars a day and uh, you have to spend a lot if you want to make make it to the make a lot of money in pay-per-click but start slowly and work your way up and invest your profits into more pay-per-click ads until you get to that point where you can spend thousands of dollars a day and I think that's really valuable not to be a scared affiliate and just kind of go for the gold I guess Great, thanks so much. And Rob Lang, uh, sorry, Michael Lang from the Lang Report, actually had a first for me in uh, in my presentation yesterday. I asked the audience, "Does anybody have a video podcast?" And Michael's the first person in in my sessions who's answered yes. So tell us a little bit about your your video podcast and the Lang Report, Michael. Uh, well, the Lang Report is an authority site that I developed. Uh, trying to capitalize, uh, number one, on my writing ability, uh, number two, on uh, the, the uh, proliferation of authority sites and Web 2.0 strategies in promoting the site. Uh, uh, basically, I see that's where uh, the, uh, the cutting edge of, of, of what's happening in Internet and Internet marketing is, is in building authority sites with, with real content uh, as uh, Google AdSense and the people that made a lot of money. Uh, just throwing up sites and uh, slapping up some banners and trying to capitalize on on the quick buck. I think Google's uh, kind of uh, changed the rules as they do from time to time, actually all the time, and uh, is trying to stay ahead of the head of the game. And I think as long as you deal with real content uh, that has validity, uh, you know you, you can't go wrong. Uh, I've been using uh, video as a tool to promote the site uh, and using uh, some of the uh, uh, sites like uh, Google, uh, Video, YouTube, etc. To, uh, to draw from content. So I basically either write content and surround it with a, and, and follow up with a video to support it or use a video and, uh, and write my report uh, after the fact kind of thing. So either way, which way. I, I build it around the video and, around the, and wrap the video in my content uh, because people, uh, some people are visual, some people are audita- you know, audi- auditory, and some people you know, uh, you know, don't mind reading, but uh, uh, I want to be able to capture uh, as much as traffic as I can. Great. 
Well, thank you all very much. It's time for the uh, main session to start upstairs. So uh, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you throughout the day. So as you see, that was a really great session. And um, just talking to four or five people at the show, I think you get a feel for the incredible range of really, really smart people at the show. And uh, I, I definitely have to give a shout-out to Sean and Missy at Affiliate Summit, who did a really tremendous job. They had about 2,000 people down in Miami for the show, and uh, it was really upbeat and, and really a, a well-professionally-produced show, and it was really a lot of fun. So um, on to our next section, and this section is called What's Hot? And each week we'll look at a website or a trend or a technique that's getting a lot of buzz out there in the Internet. And this week I'm going to share a quick summary from my presentation at Affiliate Summit. The presentation was filmed, and as soon as we get a link, I'll share it with you on the blog and the podcast. The, the presentation was called 10 Critical Strategies for Successful Online Marketing with Web 2.0 Websites. And Web 2.0 was a phrase coined by Tim O'Reilly, and he was referring to second, the second generation of Internet-based services that let, lets people collaborate and share information. And to things like social networking sites, wikis, and communication tools. But broadly, Web 2.0 also refers to the second coming of the Internet. You know, after the 1999 and early 2000 crash of a number of the major websites, the, the, the websites that have evolved today are much more interactive. And the things that have people buzzing are often com commonly referred to as Web 2.0 sites. So let's get into the uh, What's Hot section. So the first strategy is user-generated content. In the old days on the internet, websites created the content. Now, the users create the content. On sites like MySpace, YouTube, Flickr, the users create all the content, and they even promote the websites, and they send their friends to their custom pages to see the content that they've created. Some business applications for user-generated content include creating corporate sites on MySpace pages, developing how-to videos on YouTube, and using Facebook and LinkedIn for recruiting or creating groups of you and your friends. The second strategy we identified was the mobile web or the iPhone. Finally in North America, we're ready to embrace mobile. The rest of the world has been um, you know, actively participating in mobile marketing and making it a part of the interactive marketing mix. But I think with the iPhone, as we saw Chris listening to this podcast on his iPhone, it's ready to really start happening in North America. Every Starbucks now has three or four meetings going on around a laptop, and the waiting area at the airport is wireless enabled. So let's look at some of the business opportunities for this trend. The first one you want to look at is getting a mobile number in your database. If people are going to be more receptive to receiving marketing over their, their phones, you want to get their mobile numbers and start collecting those. The second opportunity is geotargeting, using local search and different targeting opportunities. As people become more and more comfortable with searching on their mobile phones, you can use these regional technologies to target your advertising. Another area where you can take advantage of this trend is by promoting ringtones, T-Mobile, Trio Palm, 
and iPhone accessories in affiliate marketing programs. If more and more of these products are selling, uh, for example, 500,000 iPhones are sold, everybody's going to be looking for accessories over the next several months, chargers and um, cases for the iPhone. So if you were to start promoting iPhone accessories as an affiliate, that would be a very good marketing opportunity. The third strategy we identified was open architecture and widgets. With the explosion of the Linux operating system, which is basically an operating system open for developers to add code and improvements on the back end, a number of websites have started to t take this strategy to heart as well, and they're opening their website for a number of enhancements and widget applications. Now a simple example of a widget is a clock or a calendar that can sit on the desktop of the new Vista operating system. A couple other widgets we looked at in the presentation are SEO Digger, which is a little tool that you can plug in your website address and it delivers every website and every keyword phrase that links to your website. And Twitter is an application that I call internet messaging on steroids. You can sign up with a group of friends and every time they send an IM, an instant message, you get a tweet or a Twitter message. Now a number of applications have been built around Twitter. One of them is called Twitter Vision. And Twitter Vision grabs every tweet from around the world and shows you where on a world map that tweet is coming from. Twitter Map is another simple application and it shows you all of the Twitters that come from a geography around your location. So you could find other participants in Twitter who are close to you in physical location. Now some business applications. The best idea I think is that you could develop a desktop application let people sign up to receive promotional updates and then you can deliver these updates direct to their desktop. What this does is it means you skip over email and you don't have problems in delivering email you can get these information, this information to a widget direct right on their computer desktop. There's already widgets for, for the iPhone. How incredible is that? There's already games and different widget applications for iPhone. But definitely this is a, a fast rapid and passionate growth area with a bunch of early adopters and if you could develop iPhone widgets they definitely get picked up. What can you develop to deliver something of value directly to the desktop? The, the fourth strategy we looked at was long tail e-commerce. Chris Anderson wrote a book called The Long Tail. Why the future of business is selling less of more. Basically the, the principle here is that a bookstore can only stock somewhere between 1,000 and 3,000 items. Amazon.com, the poster child for Longtail, stocks every book ever written and cataloged. So in the past, before the internet and before Web 2.0, you, you, you had to be a classic book or a best-selling book, or basically the books were destroyed. Only a very short amount of titles were able to be cataloged and stored in the bookstores. Now, you, you had a chance that your book could get into a used bookstore, but there was really no mass market to be able to find that product. It was a catch-or-catch-can situation. But now with Amazon and search capability, virtually every product is available. And every day, people are searching for you know some of those small, unique titles five or ten times a day. And those unique and very low search titles are called the long tail of search. Another example comes from our client Annie's Costumes. Their retail store closed in 2004, 
but their website and their affiliate program advertises over 30,000 SKUs or 30,000 products including costumes, makeup and accessories. That would be the long tail of costumes. Some business applications you might consider include selling out-of-stock items at auction or promoting Amazon, eBay or iTunes affiliate programs using long tail terms in your search and marketing promotions. You're proof that strategy number five has tremendous opportunity and that strategy is podcasting. Some of the uh, leaders in, in podcasting include Adam Curry who basically invented the podcast. He was a former MTV VJ who has a great show called The Daily Source Code. Some other podcasters include Jack Welsh and, and there's basically po um, podcasting on any topic. Uh, my dad's into pottery and I was able to find three pottery podcasts. A friend of mine is into tennis, and we found three tennis tips podcasts today, and he's going to download and take download those and take them with him on his commute. Some of the prominent marketing podcasters include Joe Jaffe's Across the Sound, Mitch Joel's Six Pixels of Separation, CC Chapman's Managing the Gray. We also like Shell Holtz and Neville Hobson's Four Immediate Release, and Brian Pearson's Newcom Road. Podcasting comes in all different shapes and sizes, too. I listen to a podcast called Electronic Groove, which is a great music podcast. There's a Concert Blast and Jam Journey podcast. And there's entertainment podcasts like Entourage and Lost, two TV shows have a podcast. And there's a great podcast called Killer Innovations. And some of the business opportunities for podcasting include creating an affiliate podcast. There doesn't seem to be one real leader in affiliate podcasting, and that would be a tremendous opportunity. The sixth trend we identified is sites built for search engine success. Wikipedia and About.com seem to be coming up in just about any kind of search you do today in the, the, the top of the search results. So how do you optimize your site for search keywords? There's three basic principles we often talk about, and we'll go into more detail in a future podcast. But number one is you have to get the keywords people are searching for in the text on your website. Number two is you have to get lots of links, other sites linking in to your website. And number three, your meta tags, the title and description tags, have to be correct on your website. In the presentation, we also looked at some of the new trends for search. And one of the main trends we're going to see really shaping the search environment is something the acronym is called GUS, or Google Universal Search. Basically, Google is starting to show video results and picture results and news re release results at the top of a search. So, for example, if you search Paris right now, at the top of that search result on Google are two pictures of Paris Hilton and one picture of the Eiffel Tower in the city of Paris. So Google is changing the way they show search results. So no longer is search all about getting the right text on your page. Clearly, we are going to have to come up with video, pictures, and news releases to come up number one on Google. Another really hot search trend we looked at is Squidoo. Seth Godin, the very prominent author with seven best-selling books and, and a really great blog, has created a new website called Squidoo. That's S-Q-U-I-D-O-O. Squidoo allows users to create sort of like mini blogs. They're called lenses. And it's basically like a blog that you don't have to update very frequently. 
These Squidoo pages are very powerful pages to link to your website and can generate a very high importance measure in Google's search algorithm. And the final trend we looked at was something called search arbitrage. Search arbitrage is basically playing the middle on search. You are able to buy a pay-per-click ad for four or five cents, send a click to a website, and get a click for 10 or 15 cents, and basically you just made money by playing the middle. Let me explain with, with an example. Say you, you buy a search on one of the smaller search engines like Dogpile or even MSN, and you pay five cents for that click, and then drive people to a website where you're partnering with Google and you're showing Google AdSense ads, and you make 15 cents on that click. You've now made 10 cents on what's called search arbitrage. The seventh strategy we looked at for successful on online marketing in Web 2.0 is building a great list. Daily Candy, with 1.4 million subscribers to their fashion and lifestyle tips newsletter, is really the poster child for this approach. LifeScript has millions of opt-in e-newsletter subscribers to their health and wellness e-newsletter. And a site we profiled called Threadless is really a perfect example of merging the Web 2.0 approach. Site visitors design over 700 t-shirts per week. Then the 700 designs are voted on by 370,000 newsletter subscribers. Only six winning designs are selected and produced. And the designs, because they've been voted on by the membership, are so popular that every single design that Threadless has produced has sold out. The eighth Web 2.0 strategy we looked at is free Google tools. We absolutely love Google. They give us so much free stuff. Here's one called Google Analytics. This is basically free site performance analysis product that comes free with your AdWords. Uh, and, and you don't even have to spend money on AdWords and you get the free analytics product. Now Google Trends is another tool. Google Trends tracks keyword searches over time. So if you put in three different terms, you could see over the period of a year which seasons those terms get the most searches. Another free Google tool is Google Optimizer. This one allows you to test different landing page designs. So when you send Google ads to different pages on your site, you can optimize those pages using the Optimizer tool. The ninth trend we looked at is user-defined news. Using readers and, and iGoogle and products like MyYahoo, we are able to to define what our website looks like when we open our browser. How can you get onto the news shopping list when the old gatekeeper, the newspaper editor, is no longer in play? Now news is delivered direct to the consumer or voted on through new online websites like dig.com, spelled D-I-G-G.com. Dig.com allows users to vote on the most popular stories. The game is changing in PR and you need to understand the trend of user-defined news. And the final strategy for Web 2.0 is strategy number 10, is being called Web 3.0, and that is virtual worlds such as Second Life, Penguin Club, and World of Warcraft. Second Life is a virtual world. Back in March of last year, there was over only 150,000 residents of the Second Life world. Now there's over 8 million residents in Second Life. 
Now, one of the things that differentiates Second Life is e-commerce. Well, there's Tyler in the background. I knew it wouldn't be long before my uh, favorite little dog made his appearance on the podcast. One of the things that differentiates Second Life is e-commerce. E uh, Second Life, or Linden Labs, the company behind Second Life World, has made e-commerce available. And if you sell something in Second Life, you own the intellectual property rights for that item. So if you sell a really cool outfit or a pair of shoes or a piece of art to hang on the wall, you own that intellectual property right and you can sell that item over and over in Second Life. Um, so each day over 1.7 million dollars of real US dollars is being transacted in Second Life. And one of the biggest areas of revenue in Second Life is, is land sales and uh, land development, real, real estate development. A woman named Ansi Chung developed uh, buys land from Linden Labs. You can buy an island for about $1,700. And she's developed this land by doing great architecture and, and really good landscaping. And she has become a real world millionaire, a real US dollar millionaire, by selling and reselling this uh, real estate in Second Life. So in conclusion, the 10 strategies that have uh, tremendous opportunity for Web 2.0 internet marketing and affiliate success. Number one, user-generated content on MySpace, YouTube, and Facebook. Number two, um, the iPhone and mobile web. It's really Web 2.0 without walls. Trend number three is widgets that you can send direct traffic to the desktop. What can you come up with that you can send direct to your customers and prospects desktop? Number four is long-tail e-commerce. How can you take advantage of selling products that were previously destroyed, uh, books that were previously destroyed, and all the vast number of searches on books and different items. Number five is podcasting. There's a tremendous opportunity for a great affiliate podcast. How about your passion? What can you podcast about? Something like this podcast that can create a brand for you. Number six are building sites for search success. Sites like Wikipedia are dominating search results. And the new Gus from Google or Google uh, Universal Search uh, is looking for video, images, and map locations. Strategy number seven is targeted prospect and customer lists. How can you engage your community the same way that Threadless does and get more um, opportunity? And number eight is free Google tools. Google Analytics and Google Optimizer, they're free, great way to get traffic to your site. Um, and number eight or sorry, number nine, user-defined news. Uh, now, the consumer can select which news they want to see. They're a new gatekeeper for the news. And Web 3.0 or Second Life. Have you been in World? Um, have you checked it out? Can you have you seen what's going on in this brand new population of eight million people? So next up is my interview with Jeremy Palmer. Jeremy's the author of High Performance Affiliate Marketing, and he has a website called Quit Your Day Job. Back in 2003, Jeremy and his wife had full-time jobs, they lived paycheck to paycheck, and then he discovered affiliate marketing. He's become a super affiliate, and here's my sit-down with Jeremy. Really uh, incredible story. There is a little bit of background noise. We're um, doing this interview in a room in the hotel. And uh, anyways, here, here we go. Uh, let me, I'll let it roll now. Your website and where they can find the book. And I'll also buy a couple copies of the book. And the first couple people who call in and uh, comment on, on this podcast, we'll send them a, a, a couple copies of the book. 
But anyways, go ahead and introduce yourself. And um. Well, thanks for the introduction, Jay. Uh, the book is actually called High Performance Affiliate Marketing. Uh, my company, however, is a Quit Your Day Job. And uh, the reason that I started this company is because I was working as a web developer for a company for a few years, and I was really just burned out on my job. And uh, I had tried to start various online businesses throughout the year and really didn't have any success, at least not enough success that would allow me the financial freedom to quit my day job. So I tried selling things on eBay. I tried my own online dating site and a number of other revenue models, and nothing quite clicked for me. And while I was working for this company, I discovered affiliate marketing. They had their own affiliate program. And when I went and saw what these people were doing in terms of revenue every month, I was just blown away. And uh, it really motivated me because I looked at their sites and I thought to myself, this is something I can do. I, c I know how to build websites or, you know, even if I didn't, I could learn how. And uh, so anyway, I, I looked at them and, and that motivated me to start doing something on my own. So I have this uh, online dating site, meetyourmatch.com, that uh, I had tried to launch and, you know, wasn't getting a lot of registrations, let alone any paid memberships. And uh, put up some banners for some existing dating sites like uh, match.com, Yahoo Personals, eHarmony. And the same day that I put those banners on my site, I was earning affiliate commissions. So that was like the first time, uh, you know, that I had really started to see the vision for affiliate marketing for myself. And uh, so from there, I just uh, continued to try to grow that site some more, get more traffic to it. And it was within three to six months that I was doubling uh, the, the income that I was making at my day job. And so six months later, uh, you know, when money was no longer a factor, but my time was, um, I decided to quit my job and focus on affiliate marketing full time, and so that's what I've been doing. I've been in the business since about 2003, and uh, you know, just love the affiliate lifestyle. And uh, the reason I decided to start quit your Actually, day job. Get, oh, go ahead. Let Sorry. me just jump in for a minute because um, we're living in the space, and for us, affiliate marketing has a clear description. Right. But why don't between the two of us, let's try and give the, the industry a little bit of a description, and um, you know, the way I always explain affiliate marketing is for a company it's like creating a virtual sales force right and you know almost overnight you can have a series of different types of people and companies promoting your products or services and you'll pay them either a percentage of the value of the sale if, if you're a commerce site or you might pay them per lead if you're not selling something directly on your site how would you is it, can you build on that description a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So another word for affiliate marketing is pay for performance marketing, and that means that you only pay when sales or leads actually happen. Um, so it's a lot better than other models like uh, search marketing or, or media buys and things like that, where you're paying for maybe a certain amount of impressions or a certain amount of clicks. You're actually only paying when the sale or, or lead happens. And so um, that's what it is from a merchant perspective. As an affiliate, uh, the beauty of that business is, is that you are simply uh, referring customers to other businesses. So you don't have a product to ship. You don't have customers to deal with. Um, so it's a very beautiful business model uh, for those people who like to focus more on, on the creative things and, and building traffic to their own sites and, and let the customers um, or, or let the merchants handle the customer service and, and the fulfillment issues that come with running an online business. Excellent. So it's, it, you, were, you were saying how easy it was to get started the first day you put some banners on your site. Right, you and started I think that making success money. is somewhat of an anomaly. I <laughs> yeah. mean, certainly not everybody who puts banners on their page starts making money that quickly. Uh, I did have some existing traffic at this site and things like that, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge for anyone starting out in this business is getting traffic. And so um, I, I think I'm very fortunate in that regard. Um, so anyway. Let, let's talk yeah, about how people can get started, you know. 
what are some of the few one or two, three basic steps that someone could take to, to become an affiliate and start driving some traffic to sites? Well, so the first thing that you have to do is you, you have to understand how to put together a website. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to build it yourself. But if you don't build the site yourself, you need to be able to go to a site like Elance or Rent-A-Coder or one of these other um, online, you know, contracting firms that that can, you know, they have a talent pool where you can have a site built. Um, but the other options are, of course, you could buy a template online and, and modify the template. Um, you know, HTML and, and building websites in this day and age is much easier than it was three years ago or four years ago when I first started, and certainly much easier than when the internet first came came to light. Um, so obviously, once you have your site. Uh, the next step is to get traffic to that site, to get some eyeballs to that site. And Actually, look, I'll just jump in. Because one of the easiest things to do, you can actually create a blog. Correct. And Blogger, which uh, was purchased by Google, and so it's, it's in the Google network and, it, and, and it's going to be found in the Google searches. I often recommend just go to a site, go, go to blogger.com, B-L-O-G-G-E-R, create a blog, and you can make a blog look like a website. Right, and the nice thing about doing a blog is that you don't even have to know any software. You don't have to know Dreamweaver or FrontPage or any of these other web development tools. It's all a web-based publishing platform. My advice is a little bit different than yours, but kind of piggybacks what you're saying with a blogging software like blogger.com. Um, I really like WordPress because WordPress offers you a little bit more functionality and there's some uh, additional plugins that have been built that really uh, allow you to customize your site more. Um, there's even been some things that have been specifically developed for affiliate marketing uh, that allow you to incorporate data feeds on your site, um, some search engine optimization techniques. And so if you just go to wordpress.org, uh, you can download just this, this file to your computer, upload it to your web host, and it's just like a, a self-installing uh, web publishing platform. And uh, I think it's, it's much more robust than Blogger. Um, and gives you a lot more functionality. Okay, great. So first step, you need a site. You need somewhere to send people to. Right. And and what, what comes next? Well, and, and let me tell you one other strategy that uh, people aren't using it as much as they were maybe two or three years ago, but, but still exists and is still a viable business model. Um, people send sometimes in, uh, traffic directly to the merchant site, uh, buying traffic from the search engines. They'll, they'll actually link directly to the merchant site and get sales that way. Um, that's known as affiliate arbitrage. Again, that model is a little more difficult in today's uh, day and age because of the fact that uh, search engines will only allow one unique display URL uh, per search. Uh, however, I still know many affiliates who make a very good living uh, with that model, and of course, they don't even have websites, which is another, uh, I think, enticing thing about that model. But by and large, where the industry is going now is, is having a site and building a site. And so um, we talked about the next thing being traffic. How are you going to get traffic to that site? Uh, I have found that the best way to get traffic to your site um, when you're first starting is through paid search. Uh, the reason for that is that you can target... Can we, oh, go ahead. I just want to ma make it as descriptive as possible Absolutely. for folks. So how do you describe paid search for the, for the newbies? So paid search is where you actually buy keywords in a search engine... Um, and uh, you bid on these keywords with other competitors and you set a bid amount of like 10 or 15 cents per click and when somebody does a search and uh, your ad is displayed and they click on your ad, you actually pay for that click. Um, so as you can imagine, it's a very precise form of marketing. If somebody's doing a search for Dell XPS laptop and you have a site that promotes uh, Dell laptops or whatever, uh, you, you set a bid amount and, and get people to your site and again, you have a very targeted customer because you understand their intent. You know what they're looking for Whereas if you run like a TV or a radio spot, um, that's more like brand and you're trying to get your message out in as many 
in front of as many people as possible, but uh, you know, by and large, 99% of that audience isn't qualified to buy your products and services, where with search marketing, a uh, very large percentage is. So generally, I, I suggest people start with Google. Um, I like Google because it's very easy. The back end's easy to operate, or, or, the, or the, the software on Google. So you just go in, put in a credit card. The first tip I always give people is make sure you set your daily limit. Right. You know, if, if, if you want to just test this out and you're just getting started, set your daily limit at 5 or $10 a day or whatever your budget um, can manage because you can very quickly spend a lot of money on Google. That's exactly right. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't understand about search marketing is um, you need to be bidding on very specific keywords. You really need to understand the user's intent. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to bid on a word like laptop because it's such a general keyword. People could be looking for any number of things when they type in something so general. But if they're typing in a specific model number or a very precise search, you better understand what they're looking for and you can better serve that customer. And so just like you said, you've got to set a budget. You have to know your risk tolerance um, and be able to manage that. Um, in addition to Google AdWords, um, two search engines that have worked particularly well for me over the last three or four years has been uh, Microsoft Ad Center and Yahoo Search Marketing. The nice thing about those two, two search engines is I wouldn't say that their user interface is as intuitive and, and as friendly and it maybe takes a little bit more work to get ramped up. Uh, but they have very large consumer audiences, people who buy things online. In fact, I had read something online recently from MSN that said 90% of their audience has bought something online within the last six months. That is the primary target for someone who's trying to market and sell products online. So I've had a lot of success with those markets. They don't have the same uh, market share that Google has. You know, Google is obviously two times bigger than their no next closest competitor, uh, but they have such a, a very active uh, purchasing demographic that it makes it worthwhile. That's great advice. So, um, the, so first step, build a site or a blog, get something up where you can send the traffic, and the second step is, is uh, a little pay-per-click to start right. sending some of the traffic. Start with Google or or if you're a little bit uh, more familiar with AdCenter or, or the Yahoo product, I think they now branded it Panama for some reason. I haven't right. figured that out. I think that's out. what it was called uh, when it was in development. They called yeah. it Panama, just like Windows, Longhorn, eventually yeah. became Windows. That was Vista. the code. Right, exactly. So, so you now have some ads running in, in search networks. Right. And, um, and you're sending a little bit of traffic. And, and what's, what's the next step? Let's get into some of the more evolved and more sophisticated things. Sure. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's some pretty smart affiliates who want to hear what you have to say. So let's get into some of the more sophisticated topics and, and sure. new, new trends and stuff like that. So the next thing that you want to do is once you have traffic coming to your site, you want to analyze what segment of that traffic is converting, what keywords are converting best, what search engines are converting best, what traffic sources are converting best, and so on. Um, and then you can fine-tune your campaigns even more. Um, a lot of people, the mistake that they make is they'll launch a search marketing campaign, but they don't track what's making uh, conversions happen. And so they're, they're kind of flying blind in a sense. And so really it's important that you take this next opportunity to go into your campaigns and analyze what's working. Okay? Once you have an understanding of what's working in terms of your keywords and, and you, you know the customer better who's searching for your products and services, now you can spend more time developing content and building out a more robust site, a site that is going to get indexed in the natural search engine so that you're no longer having to pay uh, for every visitor that comes to your site using paid search. You may also get indexed and crawled and have people come into your site through free uh, unpaid search. And uh, the, the benefits of that, of course, are huge because a lot of people click on the natural search 
results compared to the, even the paid search results and uh, you're not having to pay for all that traffic. Um, but again, you don't even want to go that far until you've run a test using paid search because you might be, uh, you might have an idea about what you want to do uh, with SEO or, or, or search engine optimization or, or what, who your audience is, who your customers are, but until you've tested it in paid search with a very defined audience, you, you, you can't be certain. And so um, only after you've run these tests in paid search and analyzed your, your traffic data and, and your details, you know your customer, should you build out a more robust site and, and try to optimize your site for natural search and, and viral methods of traffic and other things. Now we've touched on it, but we haven't really gone into where you get the offers or where you find the different companies that you're going to promote and how you, how you structure those deals. You want to okay. take that one? <laughs> Absolutely. So the best way as a new affiliate starting out to get offers is to join an affiliate network. Uh, some of the biggest affiliate networks out there are Commission Junction. You can find them at cj.com, Linkshare, who you can find at linkshare.com, and Performix at performix.com. And uh, one of the other things that is very popular right now are what are called CPA networks. They function very similar to affiliate networks, but um, they, they focus primarily primarily on companies who are looking uh, to get leads and uh, one of those companies would be like Azoogle who you can find at azoogle.com and uh, there's a handful of others. And, CPA being cost? Uh, cost per acquisition and, and again these are companies who focus mostly on generating leads for their businesses um, or free trials and those types of things. Uh, the reason that I like joining networks and, and CPA networks is that you get yourself in, in front of a lot of different offers. Uh, you know, if you were to try and just find them on your own through Google or looking for affiliate links at the bottom of merchant sites, it's going to be hit and miss. And the other problem with that is you can't see what competitors might have affiliate programs. Whereas, like, if you join a network, you can do a search for keywords, um, you can do a category search, and then you can compare, in many cases, uh, the, the companies against each other, like which one has a better payout, uh, which one has, like, a, a longer duration for uh, the referred sale, so how long you'll get credit for that sale and uh, various other criteria. So I recommend the networks. And then once you've been in the industry for a while, you know, and, and, and you know kind of like where to look, you know, maybe you do start hitting companies one-off um, who may have like an internal affiliate program. But again, that's a lot of work for somebody who's just starting out. Great. So um, just to review, you've got, you got your website. You've got, you're going to drive some traffic to the site. You've got your offers. Um, talk about some of the things that someone should look for in terms of picking offers and what types of programs to, to promote. We're, uh, <laughs> we're actually in the speaker room, and so there's a lot of stuff going on here, uh, coming and going. So the, the question was, um, what, what do you look for, what do you recommend people look for in terms of selecting the offers that they're going to promote or picking the different categories uh, that, that they might be interested in, in promoting? So the first bit of advice that I would give anybody, and I know this advice sounds cliche, but follow your passions. Go with what you're already interested in. Um, I tend to find that's advice, the easiest yeah. thing to do. Uh, when I started out, um, I already had an online dating site, so it was very easy for me to find online dating merchants and to put those offers on my page. I already knew a lot about the industry, and so for me to start making money in that industry was relatively easy. Uh, the most common mistake that people make when they first start out in this business is they try to go where they hear the money is. So if they find out that 
you know, online gaming, online dating, or web hosting are very lucrative fields, they try to get a site in that niche even though they have no practical experience in those categories. And they end up failing miserably because those are very competitive categories. So look at your life experiences. Um, you know, do you belong to any clubs or associations? Um, think about products and services that you bought, you know, or you use. Like, did you buy an iPod recently? Did you buy a new notebook? Um, you know, most of these companies have affiliate programs, you know. So if you bought, like, this great new iPod Nano and you keep raving about it to all your friends, then, you know, why not write up a quick review about it and then throw up a couple of paid search listings and, and start making some money off that? Again, it's so much easier than trying to find products and services you know nothing about. And so that's my, my first bit of advice is to go with, with what you know. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing I often tell people. It's if, if there's a product you love or a company you're passionate about, you'll often find a link at the bottom of their site or on their navigation on the left-hand side that says affiliate program. And it's a straight straightforward. Click the link, sign up for the program. It may even refer you to Commission Junction or Performix or Linkshare and sign up for the program and then you can get links. Maybe right. we should talk a little bit about what that means, like getting links is, is often what they call it on those sites. Right, so what you're doing is you're just uh, getting either some banners or some text links. Um, and it's often code, right? Right, it's just it's like just a little copy snippet and of paste. code. It, yeah. is, it is copy and paste and uh, you're just putting that on your site and what that allows them to do is it allows them to track the customer all the way through to the sale so they can give you credit for those, those referred sales and referred leads. And uh, it really might sound intimidating or technical to some people who are just starting out, but I mean, literally, if you can copy and paste, you can, you can put affiliate links on your website or your blog or whatever. Yeah, I've, uh, Darren Babham on, on webmasterradio.fm, I, I heard a show a couple weeks ago, and he interviewed a 12-year-old who's making like serious money. And, and this, guy, th this kid's like writing white papers and stuff on how to do it. So if a 12-year-old can really you know, do it and get interviewed on a show, right. you what can I probably find, figure it out. What Co I find interesting copy and paste the code in, into your blog or your website, and you're, you're off and running. Right. I think that uh, people who maybe didn't grow up with the Internet, uh, you know, people you know, maybe who graduated from school before 10 years ago, you know, uh, they're intimidated by the web, and uh, they think that you know, their computer is working against them almost in some cases. Anyway. I know mine does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if that says anything about Jay, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, so it, it really isn't that difficult, and, and that is that is the first step is to get some creative and get some links and put it up on your site. Uh, you know, and again, that's just so that they can track all the actions. Well, let, let's uh, let, let's give a couple more sophisticated tips. So, you know, um, what are some of the things that are separating the leaders? You you were on a panel about of super affiliates, uh, people who are really doing this as a full time living. Um, what are some of the, the sophisticated uh, categories today and, and some of the sophisticated tips you can give the real leaders? Well, I think one of the things that sets me apart from your average affiliate is that I have a lot of direct relationships and one-on-one -on -one relationships with the merchants that I work with. And what that enables me to do is it allows me to get insider information, if you will. It allows me to get in and, and understand their business better. I talked to them. I talked to them, and I said, you know, hey, what is your best converting keywords? Um, you know, what are some different? Tell me some things about your audience. You know, what is the average age of your best converting customers, um, male or female, and find out as much information as I can. That helps me design my site better, um, and then also it helps me negotiate better payouts with them. Uh, most merchants have like a standard offer that they put in the network, and and you know, new affiliates just think this is what you get paid, right? Well, uh, how, how, what's a typical offer, and, and how, how big is the, the delta? Like, how big does, does the special deal get? Right. Well, 
a, a special offer, for example, let's say that uh, the standard offer in a network is maybe 10% of a sale, right? That's just one random example. Uh, a special offer might be 20 or 30%, wow. uh, depending on how much volume you're driving. So we talked about client. a laptop earlier, a $1,000 laptop. Yes. Typ typically, the affiliate would get paid $100. Not so bad. Right, but laptop uh, laptops tend to have a little bit lower uh, of a commission rate, yeah. like you know between like one and five percent. One but and five percent. At the same time, right? And, you and can the special deal you get could double or triple. Right, depending the on the, the affiliate return. That's exactly right. And so having that direct relationship uh, with merchants is is very important so for those affiliates who are already in the business and and looking to kind of get to that next level, um, you know, start calling up your merchants, start emailing them, developing a relationship with them, and uh, you'll find in most cases that they're very receptive and they want to work with you and they want to help you be successful. Um, so that's definitely my first tip. Yeah, typically there's a full-time affiliate manager. Right. Okay, and, and, and a company like, like our company where someone's doing that on behalf of a client. Um, and if you can find that person, it's actually their job to help you help them. Right, exactly. You know, and a lot of affiliate managers are compensated on how well their affiliate program does and how well their affiliates do. Yeah. So they're they're definitely incented to help you. They're trying to help you do your job better. Absolutely. And 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 maybe as a last section um, before we wrap up, what are some of the top categories? We, we talked a little bit about technology. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things that 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 you've heard some buzz about this week? And sure. Well, one of the things that um, I've had a lot of success with are focusing on, on subscription services, um, you know, online dating, web hosting, um, movie rental services, those are really hot right now. And any, So subscription anything, as, as in a monthly subscription. Right, anything that has a monthly subscription. The reason those programs do so well is that their bounty or their payout is very, very high because, uh, you know, the lifetime uh, value of that customer is also high to the merchant. And so those types of offers tend to do very well. Another category uh, that I find does particularly well is anything that can be consumed and only purchased online. So uh, when you think about it, a notebook computer, when somebody does a search for that, they could be doing a search for one of two reasons. One, uh, maybe they're doing a search to, to see if they can find local stores who offer that computer and, and compare prices, and then they just go and, and buy the store at their local Best Buy or Circuit City or whatever. Um, but in other cases, they're looking to buy it online and find an online uh, merchant to do it. So if you can think of products and services that are only available online, that can only be consumed online, um, you, you kind of weed out those customers who might be looking to make an offline purchase. And that's particularly important around the holidays because, uh, you know, almost any product or service does well around the holidays. And uh, being able to filter out those customers who might be just looking to go to the mall or, or to a local store to, you know, find it. Um, it is somewhat challenging. So if you can focus on, on products that are only available to purchase online. What, what are some of those examples? Uh, some of the examples that I'm thinking of that, that just came to mind, we were talking about notebooks earlier. Um, one thing, HP, um, they have like an exclusive online, on sto online store. And if you make a purchase through the online store, like you get these online-only coupons. And so that's, that's kind of an example of a merchant that like there's, there's huge incentive um, to just to buy it online, you know, versus offline. Of course, they do have them available in stores as well, but, you know, there's there's a huge benefit to marketing them online. The customer could save, you know, 5%, 10% on a purchase just with one of these online-only coupons. Software is available online. Software, yes, that's another good example. I worked at eDiets, and our, our program was completely virtual. You signed up for the eDiets program. You got your diet, your meal plan, your recipes and everything online. It was all delivered virtually. Right. No physical product. So that's another good example. Right, exactly. And uh, one other thing that, uh, you know, one category I like to focus on are these catalog companies like Land's End, 
Um, I'm trying to think another, of another one, Hickory Farms. Uh, these companies do really well because they come from like the mail order business or phone business and uh, you know sometimes like Hickory Farms maybe they have a kiosk around the holidays but um, Land's End they don't have any you know retail stores and so if you can market their products and services online that's another um, you know good thing because they're not available anywhere. Okay great well so let's let's wrap up and unless you have any last advice I want you to just tell everyone where they can find the book and, and find out and, and find your website and uh, and I, as I mentioned before I'm going to buy a couple books online and the first couple people who call in with a comment about this this segment will will send you a book so again I'm Jeremy Palmer you can find me at quityourdayjob.com it's an affiliate marketing education resource and uh, the book is high performance affiliate marketing it uh, assumes no knowledge when you buy the book and, and walks you a a to Z through the whole affiliate marketing process and it's a very action-oriented guide and book um, it's not just something that you read as a reference it's something that you can actually put to use in your business and help you grow your business so thank you for having me on the show I appreciate it thanks Jeremy pleasure enjoy the rest of the show well that's the end of the uh, conversation with Jeremy and a big thank you to Jeremy Palmer and a thank you to everyone for listening in to episode 3 uh, please take a moment to call in our call-in number is 206-888-6606 or email us to podcast at 10goldenrules.com that's podcast at 10goldenrules.com let us know what you like about the podcast what questions do you have about internet marketing and every week we'll um, you know review your comments play your comments on the show and answer some of the questions we've received now we're going to wrap up the show with a song from the Podsafe Music Network, www.podsafe.com. And this network promotes independent bands, gives podcasters a place to download tracks. It's absolutely free, and there's some tremendous uh, music on the network. This song I first heard on Adam Curry's podcast, The Daily Source Code. Adam predicted this would be the song of the summer. It's got a great sort of cruising beat. Uh, the band's called Butta Jones. And they're a uh, Bronx-based rapper who did some work with De La Soul. And here's a song called Jones and My Bones. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good right now. It's... I'm trying to get put down and they go spastic. When I pop up beside they town, they see my lashes. And all those who slept is now coming around. Don't get your ass kicked. Trying to wild out. Better calm down. She thinks I'm hasty. She wants to see how I get down. So now we dance. And I could see by her smooth to the sound. She wants romance. I'm gonna make love to her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got that Jones. These songs is powerful. These beats, these poems is 
true. Watch out for the vultures too, cause they'll swoop down on you. You better move, move. Not as much cheddar, but still a better groove. We gotta hold steady, wholehearted, I'm ready. Relax, ready to roll, cause I know you got soul. Now let's get money. People out there who plan to take from me, they all want to find the things. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call-in line 206-888-6606. with Cash Blaster.